You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Graham Potter's first match as Chelsea head coach ends in a draw. Tottenham collapse in their defeat to Sporting Lisbon. Liverpool gets back to winning ways with a late header from Joel Matip. And Ireland does it again for Manchester City as he scores a winner against his former club. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. That's right, Musty, and we also have a very special announcement to make. Premier League Mornings Live is heading to Philadelphia for our next Fan Fest, and we've partnered with Sport Changing to give a family a VIP experience on October the 15th and 16th. Enter now for your chance to win four VIP tickets with airfare and hotel included. All you've got to do is share a photo or a video of your child's team or their soccer skills to Instagram using hashtag MyPLMornings, Hashtag, hashtag MyPLMorningSweepstakes and tag and follow at NBC Sports Engine and at NBC Sports Soccer. Pack your bags fast because the winner will be announced on October the 10th and we're joining me, Musty and all the team down in Philadelphia. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay, my friend, uh, before we talk... Uh, Champions League football and, and all that was going on in Europe. We, mm-hmm. We've had a significant occurrence in, in, in I think we'd say, of world standing. Um, last Thursday, the passing of Queen Elizabeth, um, I think a shock to, to, to many and in, in the, the, the speed at which it was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, the reaction around the world, I think globally, Rob, it shows what, what, what esteem she was held. Um, and England in particular, uh, mourning, you know, somebody who has been a constant through many, many people's life and, and, and a bedrock of many of the good things that's, that England stands for. So uh, just thought we, we'd open the show, you know, just, just paying out our regards to, to Queen Elizabeth and, and, you know, some of the scenes we've seen on, on TV and, and, and going back, back in England. Yeah, absolutely right, mate. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, talk about a constant, you know, for so many people that are alive today, she's the only mm. queen that we've ever known or any monarch, reigning monarch. Now, of course, that changes with um, King Charles III will be taken over and the uh, coronation of him will be another massive, uh, you know, thing that we've all got to look forward to. I think just for those, Rob, that are watching or listening, mm. if they have got access to BBC World, which is the BBC's kind of world service. Mm. You know, there's there's 24 hours, it seems, constant kind of coverage of, of all the protocols, the guards. I mean, it's full out. This is full. This is a full historic, mm. colossal, seismic event that's happened with the passing of the Queen Anne from, from laying her body to rest and travelling around from Scotland down to England. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, to see, yeah. gosh, you know, this is massive mm. history happening. And I think, yeah. obviously, the games last weekend, the Premier League, were, were postponed. I yeah. think it was the right thing to do. There was a little bit of talk. 
that it was an opportunity for the Premier League teams yeah. to kind of show togetherness, you know, immediately afterwards. That's going to happen this weekend, Rob, because you're Correct, going to see, yeah. it's, it's watch our later. coverage. Yeah. yeah, you're going to see everything from yeah. uh, national anthems before every game, I believe, moments of silence. I think on the, uh, the plan is on the 70th minute of games. Yeah. Um, for 70 years of service. Yeah. Of service. I mean, incredible yeah. service to mm. the country through some very, very difficult times, world wars, um, yeah. Just a remarkable servant to the to the country that's very very fondly or was very very fondly um, uh, respected and loved. So that's yeah. something that uh, yeah people are going to be aware of this this upcoming weekend. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think the biggest thing about a Robin, you know, name dropping it in any way, you know, I, I was fortunate to be in a company on two occasions. And I think the, the thing that people always say, and I've heard a lot, lot of people talking about it, you know, all over the country from different countries, in fact, saying she made you feel so at ease. It was almost like she was, she was, she was part of your family or somebody you knew. You know, this woman who had this great position, who was was the monarch of the country. And um, you're right. I think you know the pomp and ceremony that we've seen, um, some of the the. Um, processes that are going mm. through just mm. give you a real sense of, mm. of what history and, and, mm. and what she's done and, and the passing over to King Charles. Mm. So Monday's going to be a very emotional day, I'm sure, for, for, for many in the country when she finally uh, laid to rest. Um, you know, these hundreds of thousands of people queuing in London at the moment just to, to, to go, try and have a look and pay their last respects, which is very fitting for the lady. So, mm. yes, um, yeah, I think quite right in, in just having a moment to just um, look back at a, a wonderful servant for, for England, uh, Queen Elizabeth. Mm. Okay, mate, let's um, mm. turn it to the, the football action. Um, and you know, buried amongst, um, you know, the, the, the worldwide news of what happened uh, to, to the monarchy, um, we have a new manager at Chelsea. We have um, Graham Potter installed. Yeah. Uh, his first match in charge of the football club it happens to be his first time he's ever been involved in, in the Champions League. Um, I suppose a lot of attention was to maybe what team he picked, what system he picked. You know, he's had, what, maybe three or four days with the players on, on the training ground mm. where he can do a little bit of work, but not that much. But um, mm. so a little bit of surprise, Robin, that I looked at, at, at the team and my first thing was no Fofana, no Koulibaly. I mean, 130 million dollars worth of centre-back talent sitting on the mm-hmm. bench, Asper Laqueta and, and Silva with the recognised sort of centre-back pairings. I know it kind of was a four with James in Kukurea, but sort of morphed into a three, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. on the left-hand side. James played very high up on the right-hand side and, um, you know, a little sort of fluid Ryan Sterling from the left-hand side with Mason Mount, Jorginho uh, uh, Kovacic in midfield. And habits look like he's playing more like a ten underneath Aubameyang. Yeah, that's how I saw it, Rob. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think at the start, like you know, the graphic on the Champions League comes up and it talks yeah. about a back four, and you're like, okay. But I, I, I'll never, you know, Graham Potter is when we, of course, we get the lineups to come into the studio. He's tough to read sometimes in yeah, the system. Yeah. So I had a really good close look at it, and it was a three. It was a three mm. in the back, Rob. The Cucurella playing left side centre back, uh, Thiago Silva. Centre centre back and Aspeliqueta. So maybe that's with Aspeliqueta being a right fullback, Rob, and yeah. Kukurea being a left back, they're super comfortable to be attack minded, to be progressive in mm. those outside centre back positions. Maybe that's why uh, you didn't see Fafana and Koulibaly. I'm sure we will very shortly. So the interesting thing of that is Raheem Sterling. 
And yeah. it worked out. He plays a left wing back, allowed mm. to play very, very high. Um, Reese James, you know, equally on the right-hand side. That's his best position, really, I yeah. think, Rob, because he's so good at going forward and creating yeah. and beating the last defender. And, and the crosses were quality, etc. I thought he played well. Um, Sterling's the interesting one, Rob, because we know that, um, you know, I'm not comparing the two in any way, but uh, Leandro Trossard, of, yeah, of Brighton, Trossard, he doesn't mind was, yeah. a, a striker yeah. or a really attacking player as a wing-back. And Sterling yeah. scores a goal from there, mm. coming inside on his right foot. Now, whether, when, what, you know, as the game wore on, I thought the two players that, well, at least one player that struggled to make an impact was pierre Mc Abamyang, Rob. I thought yeah, he was yeah. quiet, struggled a little mm. bit. I mean, this is home debut for the football club. Yeah. Havertz was lively. As you said, he dropped in to be at the top of a mm. diamond, really, in midfield with the four players there. Mount to the right, Jorginho holding and coverage to the left-hand side. And I just thought, is Sterling kind of wasted as a wing-back where yeah. you might want to play him as the top of the diamond or whatever? I mean, this is all things that will shake out. But that mm. was the first lineup um, for him. I yeah. thought Graham Potter, you know, he came out in a black suit, Rob, with yeah. a black tie, yeah. which I think we're going to yeah. see a lot of over this weekend. Yeah, and the very league respectful, is, is wasn't requested. It? Yeah. yeah. Not, not just, just suggested more than requested, mm. suggested that managers wear a suit uh, this weekend. We'll see, you know, how that pans out. Um, but no, I mean, the energy was there. It was a fast start from Chelsea, front foot football, dominating yeah. football possession. I thought there was a real energy about the front players trying to get mm. in behind. Um, I thought Mount was really good at the start. Just and they created early chances. It just, yeah. you know, of course, it ended one-one. Okafor scores in the seventy-fifth minute. Rob to make it one-one. There's a there's a kind of a late flourish from Chelsea. They could have done with a second goal, and yeah. Yeah. you know they created plenty of opportunities for that second goal, but couldn't score it. They get the equalising goal. Um, bunch of subs after that, which we can talk about a little bit, Rob. But I just thought, yeah. just as a big picture thought, I liked his team. I thought there was energy about it. Um, but this is the Champions League, Rob, but it's quality. And teams will always, you know, have some things to hurt you. And, um, you know, it's something that they all learn to get prepared for, yeah. get used to working with this quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I thought it was a decent start for Graham Potter. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and, and I, thought, I thought it was, you know, with all that was going on as well, it was difficult for him. He'd had, he'd had the minute silence. You've got the Chelsea pensioners. You've got the whole thing with the Queen going on. He's wearing the black suit. He's being respectful. I think all that Rob played into to it, as you say. There was good energy from Chelsea initially. I think, you know, there was a buzz, a new manager. He got a good reception from the, the Chelsea fans. Um, and, and, you know, found a way to get Sterling, who looks still looks their best um, forward player, yeah. whatever system seems to, to be played yeah. at, at the moment, which... Again, it's something he'll have to work out. I wrote the same thing. I thought, like, is Sterling going to be his Trossard in that Brighton loop where mm. you have a mm. bit of freedom, can come, can float in and join in? There was a couple of times Sterling did particularly well where he, he starts wide, but then he just plays it in field and goes and joins. And that's where he can be really dangerous, coming off that left side and, and on his right foot. Um, but I, I thought it was I thought it was kind of a... A kind of an okay day for for, for Chelsea, an okay de- okay start for Graham Potter. He talked at the end; he was a bit disappointed, obviously, not to get the win. Would mm. like to a little bit more control in the second half. He said of the boom. That's something I'm sure he'll work on in training with his team. But I think it was one of those. It, it, it was always going to be reasonably difficult uh, start. First Champions League game. Um, he's got a point. Uh, I think he'd be pleased with that. And. Um, you know, we, we'll move forward. We'll, we'll get a better chance to kind of understand Potter and what he's going to do and the players. He's he, he, he's probably still working out, you know, who's his best 11, what's his best system. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of the subs, Rob, because we saw Amanda Brozier come yeah. on there that we, yeah. we both kind of like and enjoyed last year for Southampton. Mm. I want to, you know, he had the opportunity. See, there's another great 66. chance he went yeah. through. Yeah. Um, was he was like, this cheap wasn't it? 66 five. minutes yeah. that they came on. Yeah. And then uh, and Ziyech a little later, yeah. Yeah, and Conor Gallagher came into midfield. Yeah. You know, in this system, with it like being the three-man midfield, that does mm. that is playing into Conor Gallagher's um, best position as a number eight in that midfield. So that could yeah. work well for him. Christian Pulisic came on for Raheem Sterling, Rob, didn't he? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure Pulisic doesn't want to play as a, as a wing-back again. Mm. You know, US international fans, or US fans in general, will be keen to see whether Graham Potter will find yeah. a position for... For, it's a uh, fresh start, isn't it, for Pulisic? It's a fresh fair. start. I mean, I, I, mm. you know, I, it doesn't necessarily mean that because he didn't start in the first game. Yeah, yeah. I think um, he wants a, a little bit of continuity to start Graham Potter. Mm. But of course, Christian Pulisic will get a, an excellent opportunity to prove himself to the next manager. And yeah. that's got to be the job for him is to find a way into the side. Now, you know, in this system, and I think you just change a little bit. Pulisic could play as a wing-back. Yeah. But it's not like a normal wing-back, I think, with Potter, Rob. I think he... You you really are really encouraged and allowed to stay really high. It's not as though yeah. we're going to see the wing back as, as you know defending too much, particularly as Chelsea mm. dominate a lot of games. He could play in the Havertz role, the top yeah. of that little midfield diamond. So there's a few spots he could play. But I thought the subs were interesting. I'm not sure whether Sterling would have been thrilled about coming off Rob yeah. in the game. But no, if they'd have gone and win the game, then it would have been a really really good day. Yeah. But it's going to be it's a tough job. You know, it's going to be it's, it's a, a tough, tough job. job. Um, yeah. Gonna, uh, just, just on that, mate. Before we, we, we maybe move off, and, and it, it, it's not like a. It was, a, it was an interesting sort of one of those debates. I it, uh, it was a radio kind of debate, and it was about Chelsea fans and you know Potter coming in, and you know some people suggested you know he hadn't won trophies, and you know he's a good young coach, a little bit like when Brendan went in at, at Liverpool after Swansea. It's a bit of a similar yeah. thing to that. Yes, yeah. Some, there, there was this kind of debate on the radio whether. Do managers now have to go into football clubs like Chelsea and win players over? Or do players have to win managers over? And, and, and it's a kind of thought of back in our day, you had to win the manager over. It wasn't a case of the manager coming in and you going, no, nah, I'm not sure about this guy or whatever. Mm. The manager would come in and he's a boss and whatever he said goes. Times have changed. We're in a different era, different state of football, a, a different world in, in many ways. Is there where, where's Graham Potter when he stands up in that dressing room? Is, are all eyes on him, Rob? You know, if you've got you know, and for Fornham and Koulibaly were just two today, probably because of circumstance and might not be fit enough or know the system, etc. etc. But is it is there gonna there's gonna be some big name players who are gonna be unhappy not being in the team? There are. And uh, I think the answer to that question, Rob, is it depends on the club. And at mm. Chelsea Football Club, because the mm. history has been of firing managers very quickly, the power stays with the players. Well, where they can sit the there. players. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I think it changes yeah. everything. Like, if you, if you know that you're not on the team and like, oh, you know, I'm not playing, that you can sit there and wait and, you know, there's going to be with, a manager. Even with a new owner, though, Rob, who's saying well, he's bringing in a different culture, different personality. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so that has been the culture at Chelsea. Yeah. Now, yeah. If, if, if that's... If it's changing and Tom mm. Bowley is, 
is backing up his words that you said yeah. to, to Potter about, you know, patience and this is a longer yeah. term project, yeah, yeah, a five year yeah. contract, which yeah. sounds good. Then the players have to try and impress the manager. And that's how it should be. It yeah. really is how it should be. And you say that the culture's changed. I mean, it has in football a little bit. But if it's going yeah. to be more of a long-term thinking at Chelsea Football Club, then then the power rests back with the manager. And that's mm. how it should be. I hope that's how it is. I hope he can look at the, the eyes of all the players in the dressing room and realise they yeah. they're motivated, they want to play for him, they want to impress him, they want to make him happy, they want to be in the first team, they want to win things with Chelsea. That's what he needs to see and feel from his players. So I, I know I know what you mean. And this club has been the example of players can sit on their backside if things yeah. aren't going well because they yeah. know there'll be a different manager that might play them in a few yeah. months, you know, of a season. Um, so that's changing. And just on that, Rob, before we do move on, in terms of the ownership, there was a lot, of, a lot made over the last day or so, but <laughs> Todd Bowley did a big interview. Yeah. I think it was yeah. in, when he was in New York City. And um, mm. and the kind of the, the quotes that made the headlines were talking about, uh, you know, that Premier League could possibly learn from American sports in terms of yeah. extra revenues for, for the pyramid, for the league, whatever, in terms mm-hmm. of a, an all-star game. And yeah. also he talked about a playoff for, you know, relegation. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, to be fair, I mean, Jurgen Klopp was first who was asked about it. And, um, you know, when you start hearing the words all-star game mm-hmm. with Todd Bowley right now, with some of the things that he said, he said a couple of things about players coming through the academy, which isn't really yeah, accurate yeah. as well. Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne are both Bruyne. bought yeah, in bought from in. other yeah. from other teams yeah. that developed them in the younger mm-hmm. years. Um, so that's not helpful. Yeah. Uh where do you stand, Rob? I mean, I, I, I can give my, my opinion afterwards. Um, yeah. First on him making these comments so early in his tenure, really, at the yeah. football club. And is there any legs in either of those uh, two propositions? I, I just think from a timing point of view, it's not ideal. I think you've got a new manager, you're a new owner, people are looking at things. I just think it's not ideal. But what I would say, Rob, and, and what, I've, what I've not liked from a certain number of people across English football, where it's almost just rubbished in, in a manner that's disrespectful to a guy who's obviously been a successful businessman mm. and elitist, that we know English football. We know what we're doing. Oh, this game, Rob, is big enough and, and, and we should be broad enough to include other ideas and concepts and talk about them. And some might be wrong. And, and you know, for Jurgen Klopp talks about, oh, we have the Holland Gold Charters. You know, Gary Neville's, Gary Neville came out and said something like, we have to be careful of these US owners and things, which was was really disrespectful thing to say, personally. Um, I, I think, listen, if, if there's ways the game can be improved and bettered and more money can be going down the pyramid, I'm talking not just for the for 20 clubs that sit at the top, but down the pyramid, we should be open to some of those conversations now. Timing for Todd Bowley, I don't think it's quite the right time. Um, well, you know, because, he, because he's new into the position. I think he's a bit new, and I think because of the situation, and, and I think people are waiting. It's a bit like, you know, will we have the four quarters, and, you know, you get down the Ted Lasso thing and all that kind of stuff, which I think, you know, American football has gone beyond that now and, and should have, be respected more than that. And, and, you know, I say conversations... At some time, at the end of a season or mid-season or whatever, if that's the right time, that those conversations should at least be heard and, and, and not thrown out. So, so that's where I, I stand on it. Um, other people may have the other views and some, you know, everybody's talking about, well, this is the Super League. No, it's not actually, it doesn't have to be the Super League, but there is maybe some things we can do 
that can help some of those clubs lower down the chain, as well as maybe bring something different, new to the Premier League. Yeah, I think I think the All Star thing would is is the most kind of like wow, that's so different. And I, by the way, yeah. I, I agree with most of what you said there, Rob, about you know listening to ideas from a guy from a different country, yeah. and yeah. some of them are going to be a good idea, some of them maybe mm. not. There's no reason why we can't debate and talk about any of them. Um, my yeah. personal opinion of an All Star game is I'm I'm not. You kind of get that with national teams in our sport when when players go off and play with other players from different clubs to play yeah. for the national team in in, yeah. in European Championships or in Copa Americas or in World Cups. Um, I don't see you know kind of talked about possibility of North versus South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we know the logistical mm. the issue with the schedule of games is very, yeah. very, very, very difficult. If there's a fun event that can raise some money for the pyramid, you know, yeah. yeah I mean, mm. I, you, you'd look at it. I mean, I just mm. think there'll be a different appetite for that as a European football fan. But why not talk about it? Yeah, you know, and, yeah exactly. And be open to the yeah. conversation. Exactly. Now, in terms of a relegation playoff, you know, there's playoffs to come into the Premier League. I don't think that's a terrible shout at all. To have, you know, the last position or something as a, a playoff game to stay in the league or to get relegated. You know, that's not that's not a crazy, crazy thing to say. Um, just on the Gary Neville comments, Rob, because... I, I, I think I know where he's going with that. And I think it's something that I've thought about a little bit as well. And this is the the power of the owners to change yeah. the fabric of the Premier League. And this is what Gary Neville's concerned about, Rob. We know that... Well, the fabric of Premier League or fabric of football? Well, it, it will be, be more it will, the whole it will, pyramid. It would, it, it would affect the whole pyramid, wouldn't it? The, yeah. Basically, the, the, I think, you know, again, I'm not a blimmin' lawyer on this stuff. But my understanding is that 14 votes... And every yeah, one Premier League goes to the Premier League of the carry. twenty yeah. can yeah. change anything, yeah. anything this league does. Now, with more owners from overseas that might want to do some more random, dramatic differences, you know, fourteen of twenty, you know, there's there's quite a lot of foreign owners, American owners, that might want to see different things, playoffs, and uh, you know, who knows what it might be. And I'll be honest with you, as a as a as a kid, as a player, as an analyst. It scares me a little bit about what might happen if 14 owners do get together and say, you know what, we're going to have, you know, this kind of this playoff, or we're going to, we're going to, um, they could do anything, Rob. They could do anything with those 14 owners. They could, Rob. So that's, that's, I, that's where I think he's coming from a little bit. It, maybe it's yeah, a heavy, heavy I hear you, maybe. Uh, I didn't, well, if, if, if so, I just didn't think it was well put across. Yeah, it's heavy. Argument. It was heavy. Uh, it was heavy. And I just think as well, Rob, the Super League thought they could do what they wanted. And tell you what, football football fans won't allow, mate. Football yeah. fans yeah. will not allow. Yeah. If yeah. fourteen, if four, if fifteen, sixteen vote, and and the fans decide that's not going to happen, we've seen already, mate. Yeah, if, they, if they, won't happen, they won't turn up. They won't turn up. They won't turn up. Games won't be played. It will not happen. So mm. listen, those are conversations for another day. Yeah. And, and listen, yeah. bringing in people like Todd Bowley, successful billionaire businessman. I think at times we should be trying to pick their brains at ways we can we can move this game forward. But listen, it's it's an opinion for everybody. Everybody has an opinion out there on, on football, and, and we all should be listened to. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Mm. Let's move it on to Tottenham Hotspur because um, Antonio Conte's 
not quite. I don't think not quite getting what he would like from this Spurs team. And 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 I, and I remember doing the game last week against I think it was Marseille, um, where I said sloppy Spurs and and you know not great. Again, I, we see a Spurs Rob that. In terms of squad now, I think that from the start of the season, we all looked and went, wow, good business, early business, deep, deepish squad. We saw a pre-season that, you know, he's supposed to beast the players, got them to the fitness levels he wants, a definition of playing that's been carried on from last season. And yet still, Rob, it doesn't quite all add up to me. It's not quite where Conte wants. It's not quite where an Antonio Conte team that he's confident in he sits on the side, mate, and he knows them. We're not going to concede. This team are not are not that yet. No, they're, they're not that yet. Um, they're trying to be that tight defensively because that's what's kind of held him back. I think, Robin, some of the yeah. attacking play. To yeah. be fair, in this game, I, might, I really enjoyed the game. By the way, I really enjoyed the game. Yeah, I thought they were more proactive. Actually, I thought they tried to play a little bit more than they they mm. normally might expect away from them in the Champions League. I thought they were a bit expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw Richarlison uh, start again in, instead of Kulisevsky. Yeah. I just thought they were quite lively and they had chances which they didn't take. Um, and it was kind of in the balance. Now, you know, yes, th- there's something lacking from Tottenham. Now, yeah. when you look at the front players available, it's not, it's their, their qualities in, in the players. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. They've got plenty of quality there. Um, I still think they lack some quality. In certain spots, you know, I'm not a big fan of Emerson Royal on the right wing. The right wing right back is, is a key position for that. Yeah. In, in that system, it's key. He's not good enough going forward, Rob, and he's not a good enough defender for that system for Antonio Conte's team. In yeah, my because, opinion. because, yeah, I, and the midfield players are going to sit behind the ball, Hoiber mm. and um, Bentacor yeah. or whatever. Bentacor, and and, yeah. and that would presume yeah. might change a little bit. Um, I thought Perisic looked good on the left hand side. Yeah, Perisic was good. Yeah, just a little bit too too far off him. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's not ton, it's not a mile off. And the two 0 was a bit harsh on them. The second goal comes really really late. Lovely yeah. individual goal wasn't it by Arthur? I think it was the the, the yeah, white. I think it came on a sub and scored. Yeah, first touch. Yeah, yeah. Both actually. Both goals were substitutes. Polino came on as well. Yeah, he got the, the flick on yeah, it near post edge yeah. between two Spurs players. And fair yeah. play to Sporting. Great atmosphere, big mm. stadium, yeah, good history. The first yeah. time they beat, I think, English, English opposition yeah. for 10 years or whatever. But I've got to pick out one. Well, I mean, from the first half, kind of nil-nil, wasn't it? I think at half time. Yeah. Marcus Edwards' yeah. run. Next. Yeah. The run. Marado- Maradona-esque. Oh, I mean, wasn't it? I mean, it was like, wow. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't know much about this kid at, at all, Rob, to be honest. Obviously, was at Spurs, obviously yeah, played the youth, against the youth them. teams, I think. Yeah, never played team. a senior game, I don't but, think. But people are starting to say, like, you know, possible England. Yeah. Call up. You know, yeah. another kid who goes abroad, you know, apparently said, you know, he still said he wants to come back to the Premier League, you know, prove himself. And I tell you what, it looked lively. It looked... Good legs, lively. You know that that run he had was incredible. Yeah, I mean it's like Messi and Maradona rolled yeah. into one. I mean he's, yeah. he's obviously got that lovely mm. way with that left foot and the way that he moves. Played a little one-two. I mean you want to see him score that. I mean it's a good yeah. save from Loris yeah. in the end. But what an unbelievable run that was from. Young, I think he's only twenty-three. He's he's like mm. twenty-three or younger. So he's a young yeah. player that obviously, you know, felt he had to go abroad to try and yeah. get on and. Um, and that was, a, that was a highlight of the first half, but not not much else to say really on Spurs, Rob. I mean, again, I thought it was in the balance. It could go mm. either way, but and it's an away from home game in, in the Champions League. It's not going to be easy. Um, 
So yeah, I just, just don't just think that. I just, I'm just a bit disappointed. Like, I just don't think they're playing that well, Rob. Considering what they've got, I don't. Well, you, think mean, you mean you mean the build-up play and the, yeah, and, and yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was a bit better this game. They tried. To... I mean, how it came short. They got tried to get in a couple of times. Charleston's yeah. a bit unlucky. One or two. I mean, Sonny no goals again is going to become an issue if it's yeah. three from four, and he's played all the games and yet to score in any game this season. Mm. At some point, mm. you're going to have to go Kulusevski with Charleston Kane, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Well. You think so, but I didn't he say that he, you know, he'd be mad and crazy to leave out human son as if he mm-hmm. he loves him as a player. Mm-hmm. But no, but you're right. I mean, whether it's not the service, whether it's it's just something's not quite right at the moment there, or not yeah. quite as as how we might have expected. But it's a tough game, and it was yeah. one, oh, it was yeah. one yeah. Nil, like it was nil nil right to the ninetieth mm. minute, one eighty ninth minute or something. So yeah, yeah um, still still a little off. Just one little thing, Rob. I just again back to back to the Queen and stuff like that. You know, I read that Antonio Conte went to Be- Buckingham Palace yeah, when it first yeah. happened, paid his yeah. respects, and he said some really mm. nice words about the Queen. And yeah. I just thought it was classy from Antonio Conte. Maybe you wouldn't have expected him to go down. He walked down there, I think, and was just at Buckingham Palace when the news first broke. So yeah. just, just yeah. I made a note of that and thought it was nice yeah, to mention. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good shout, actually. Yeah. yeah. So it was what their first defeat of the season for Spurs, but Conte, yeah, um, mm. still got a bit of work to do to, to get the balance right. I think between the defending and yeah. the attacking threat. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, let's move it to Liverpool, my friend, because there was, there was a few eye, eyeballs on this one. Um, obviously, the, the defeat in Napoli last week had everybody talking and clocks talking about one of the worst performances he, he, he's had as, as a Liverpool manager. So... Um, this one had a bit of meaning, didn't it? And it was against a, a decent Ajax team who apparently have lost, I think, up to 10 players they've lost and lost the manager. <laughs> so, <laughs> brilliantly put together, technically smart, play yeah. good football, you know, can work the ball in wide areas and create chances, scored a beautiful goal and was in the balance at, at one point and, and John Matic comes up with, 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 with a great goal. And it, it was funny, Rob, because as I, as I was doing my, watching the game, doing my little notes, I just thought, we don't have an underappreciated player of, of the of the European week, but Joel Matic, mate, is mm-hmm. that guy. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Virgil Van Dijk's the, the headline maker, and, and all the others. You know, Gomez comes in, Canute's played games, and, and others. He comes in, he does his job, he gets a goal. He's better in possession, Rob, than people think. Often he's the one who come through in yeah, the midfield, does. break lines, and, yeah. and, and pass the ball, and he, he's just. He's like the Liverpool, you know what you're going to get player. And it's almost like that's what Liverpool needed to get back to. And I think we saw a bit of that. We started to see a bit of that in this game. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, he's had his injury issues. I know that mm. Ibrahim Kanate may be the long-term partner for Van Dijk is still out injured right now. Yeah. And he shook it up a little bit, Rob, with the front line. It was Luis Diaz on the mm. left, um, Diogo Jota through the middle of the Mo Salah. Yeah. It kind of looked at times like, Jota playing deeper in behind two narrow yeah. forwards, yeah. almost like a diamond with two strikers and one in behind. Mm. They kind of, I think they do something a little differently in and out of possession. I thought that I thought they looked lively, very fluid. Yeah. The long ball, yeah. the goal came from a long ball. The three of them combined, connect, yeah. And good goal for Mo Salah. I thought Salah looked sharp. 
I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's yeah. a, as you'd expect after the last European game against Napoli, there was a reaction. It was yeah. better. And I think yeah. I remember saying, Rob, on the pod, like, this is rethink time. Mm. I think Jurgen Klopp said, like, we, 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 we got off a conversation with the team. And yeah. I think he's done that. And it needed yeah. it. Absolutely needed Absolutely it. The way that they're playing. Yeah. It was a couple of times again. And I feel like I say this all the time, Rob. And, and <laughs> you know where I'm going to go with this. Yeah, the goal yeah, conceded yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Is Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah, just yeah. just not thinking and acting like a defender? Well, it's obvious. Everybody, just, everybody gets pulled over and they get outnumbered. Van Dijk's got two players and they score one of them. You know, it, it's obviously the opposition are having the same conversation we have another podcast. Yeah. Stephen Bergwijn stuck out there. You know, he goes running into to a position, um, Trent, where the guy runs behind him. I don't know where he's thinking he's going to, towards the ball. He's yeah, no, nothing, nothing there. Gets played down the side, gets beaten in there, in and, and as you say, the goal comes. And, and listen, if, if you're a, if you're a coach and you're scouting and you go watch Liverpool, yeah. you think where you can get hurt them, where you can get touched. Right now, you're going to say, and Trent's got to. When you said, you know, it needs a rethink, Liverpool. Trent's also got to rethink his game, Rob, a little bit. And we always we know what he can do in possession. We know how good he is. In, it was in, brilliant. It was brilliant in this game. Well, brilliant. It was, it was yeah, good. Shots and crosses and things. But he's also got to realise. As a mature experience, I think he's what fifty Champions League games now. The youngest, uh, one of the youngest players, yeah, fifty mm. already. Mm. But he's also got to realise that he's got to become a better defender, mate. And he can be a better defender. Yeah, but how long? How long are we going to keep saying this? And to be fair to Jurgen Klopp, is he not? Is he not going to? Going to? Or is he just like okay yeah. with it because he's so yeah, good going like forward? Any other position? If you're saying Youngman's, you know, just as Antonio Conte saying Youngman's son will play, is he saying, oh, it doesn't matter, Trent gets beat at some point? If you're getting beat and Trent's becoming a problem, you have to deal with the problem. And I know he wants to back him up, and I know he had a bit of uh, criticism with England and Klopp felt it was unfair. And, and, and at times it was anything that happens, well, Trent, Trent, Trent. But also as a player, Robert, at his age now, he's got to he's got to start to improve that. He, they're still learning. There's still time for learning. There's still time to get better. It doesn't. He isn't like the finished article right now. Do you think that he he he's just not? He just wants to be in a midfield position. Is well, there that, a that's sense? The problem, yeah. yeah. Like, should Klopp be trying through at the back? Yeah. Well, and play, play him as a wing back. If, if, if that gets him out of the situation, it, it affects other things on the pitch. At times, these, these times that I, I, I feel, Rob, he, he sometimes forces himself into the attack. Though these times when he's brilliant, these times when he's making runs and he and he's blocking out Salah, and I'm mm. thinking, does he really need to go there? But, but, it's like a bit overkill. But, but mostly when he's forward, he's passing, he's crossing, he had a shot, didn't he? he had a, you know, he's such a good footballer. He's such a lovely footballer. It's just, would it take away from his attacking game if he was having to put more energy yeah, into defending it? A little bit more energy. Yeah. I, I, for me personally, I think he can tilt the balance a little bit. I'm not right. saying like, yeah, sit in the back and don't go forward. I'm mm. saying be conscious in certain moments, in different times of the game, I'll just sit here for five minutes and, and not go flying on. I'll just be, you know, doing my turn. Because we've seen him do it in, in moments, in spells, in games, where he looks like he's got his proper head on and mm. he looks like he's defending. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't. it's not a negative reaction no. to this game. No, Liverpool, I thought, the performance was back yeah. to really strong. More, they, could, they, would have loved the, they would have loved 
an earlier second goal. Yeah, to, you know, to try and to, to yeah, get it because the performance deserved it. They, yeah. I thought they were back to. I thought real Thiago high was really good, Rob. I thought Thiago oh, was really there. good. Oh god! I mean, I tell you what, as well, he surprised me, but he didn't know front the ball down quickly in that as well. He's better yeah. out of possession than people give credit. It's not like win it and give it to mm. me. A few times when it gets turned over, he goes steaming in to win it back, and his passing, his craft. I think they've missed him. I think he's been a yeah, I thought he was, when he's been out. Yeah, he was particularly silky in this game. Yeah, he yeah, was particularly he's, good. Yeah. His composure, his passing, mm. his... I mean, every, he took care of the ball so well. And, and you're right, he does it. So he, he is such an important player now, given yeah. Liverpool's kind of approach now with it being a little bit more possession and the territory being super, super advanced. You need players that don't give the ball away because if you give the ball away, there's good, the ball's going right over the top of your defending side of it. You know, straight away. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Harvey Elliott again. It's a different type of midfield than it was a few years ago, Rob. And you got Henderson, Fabinho, and Wijnaldum that that, that that work their socks off to protect the back four. It's a little different, and I mm. think you know we've seen that where it sometimes puts their defense under more pressure because they don't yeah. they don't stop the opponents from making those passes That's a little good. bit more. But but the main headline is good reaction from Liverpool. Yeah. Left it late. Um, they've done that a few times, of course. But it was a much better performance, and that's mm. really what Klopp wanted out of the game. Yeah, yeah, it was a good stepping stone, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah it, it was, was a good stepping stone at home, home, but it was it was tight and tense. Where yeah, an earlier second goal would have would have avoided all that. You'd like to think that kickstarts them a little bit yeah. and, and gets them going in the league now, yeah. and getting one or two players back in, into the squad's helpful as well. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's move it to Manchester City, mate, because this was um, this was an interesting one against Borussia Dortmund. I mean, I was watching the Chelsea game and had an eye across screens. this one. Yeah, it was two screens. Trying the two screens and, and kind yeah. of back and forth a little bit. Um, but it was a Borussia Dortmund team that came to frustrate. It was compact. It was difficult to break down. Um, almost like a 4-3-3, but very narrow. No space between the lines. You know, defenders dropping deep, not allowing Holland space to go in between. And when Dortmund take the lead, you're thinking, "Oops, is, is, is this is this the blueprint? Is is this, you know, Holland not really getting much of a look in, particularly against his former team? Maybe lots of Hummels and them know how to play, yeah. to play against him yeah. and all that. And you're just wondering whether it was going to be one of those days. And then two bits of of, of you know, two well, one unlikely score, John Stones from from distance, and then one very likely score with. An incredible finish off an incredible pass, and City away, City or oh, mate, and and there was there was a great shot of, of, of the the second goal. How you know Dortmund were were, were compact and, and central, and they were letting City go, and it was like, well, you know, Cancelo or whether Foden was on, yeah, they can put those cross balls in now that we talked about, and yeah. If that's Sergio Aguero, I don't know if that goes in, mate. If that's Gabriel Jesus, yeah. I don't know if it goes in. No. But the big monster that they've got up there now, it, it put that service in and he's going to finish it. I mean, his foot must have been five foot in the air, by the way. When he <laughs> more, goes, than that, like more than that. I know, it's incredible. He, he, he goes for that finish a lot. 
Yeah, he loves yeah. that kind of flying kick. Flying kick, yeah. Like he, he got his foot to it, and the ball is is amazing. I think it's for, oh, for people who haven't seen it, you got to. Yeah. It's outside the right foot. I think yeah. he's done a few oh. of those, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's definitely got something. Yeah, yeah. So you got that you supply. That. You get De Bruyne's crosses. You know, that's what City mm. are going to be all about. And as long as he get he's fit and he's able and he's in the centre, he's going to finish those crosses off. It's a different way of playing, yeah. but again, a, a great example how City have tweak things to get the best out of their number nine. And, you know, a stunning, stunning goal. It's nice, you know, he didn't celebrate the goal. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, he's Absolutely. obviously close to some of these teammates, former mm. teammates afterwards. There's some nice reaction. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, Jude Bellingham gets a goal, Rob, and it's, you know, it, 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 he kind of snuck in there and got the head yeah, goal there. Yeah. I mean, you know, just in terms of how far City could expect to go this year, and I'm, we probably yeah. talk about it every uh, Champions League pod, I still have concerns about the team's, desire to defend it's still i still i still do and and yeah they might they might blast away to the top yeah, by yeah. scoring four you know so I'm, many i'm goals. not sure they'll win it with their need that attention to defend they'll right. win it because they'll outscore okay and, and out possess i think i think that's that's what they'll go at. for yeah. yeah and now I mean, they feel they got a striker that they, that they can yeah. do that even better than correct yeah, yeah. i mean now, um also, also, Rob, on, just on on some of the changes, you know, yeah, and we know that Pep, yeah. we know that Pep makes you know rotates and stuff like, but they got the better players on. They got Phil Foden on. They got yeah, Bernardo he Silver said, on. didn't he? We were we were in the wrong gear until I made the changes. He, I heard him after just uh, did an interview just before we we jumped on the party, and he said, "Yeah, we started the game in the, exactly the wrong gear until I made the subs. We didn't pick up the right rhythm." So Jack Grealish keeps coming back to him, doesn't it? Hundred million, hundred million pounds, wasn't he, Jack Grealish? Um, yeah. It's not working, is it? It's not working. It isn't at the moment, mate. He's not having significant influence on the team. You think, you look at Haaland, and, you know, uh, again, I heard I was listening to some debates last night and saying, like, you know, it's not just Haaland finishing. He's gone in that dressing room. He's imposed himself on it. He's almost making players play a certain way because he's delivering. Mm. Jack, not the the same case. Mm. You know, all this talent, very talented, you know, Lovely combination footballer. You would think it would fit right in with that passing move uh, style. I know he probably plays a little bit. He's maybe a bit more of a dribbler than, than maybe some some of uh, the other City players. But I don't know. Something just hasn't quite worked. Where I'm still waiting for a big Jack moment, mate. And, and we're 14 months into yeah. his, his turn now. I can't really see one of those things when he drops his shoulder thing, bends one in from 25, and you go, wow, well played. I haven't had one of them moments yet. No, and I think the simple facts are that Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden are better. Mm. And they're in the wide positions. And it's not yeah. as now like he can play the nine. There's a new nine. Yeah. So there's only two spots for him. Well, it's one spot, wide left. Yeah. And, you know, Phil Foden is, is the better player on that spot. Um, and Bernardo Silva, brilliant on the other side for Riyad Mahrez, who is equally disappointing yeah. as well on the right yeah. side. So I think yeah. there is it's becoming a very much a... I think we said before there wasn't much drop off when different players play. Yeah, maybe yeah. There, there's going to start be a drop off. You got Cancelo, you got uh, Foden, you've got Bernardo Silva that dribbles and combines and links and assists and De Bruyne. And I mean, it's, it's just a, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, that 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 really made the difference. I thought in the game. Um, but how many times can they keep doing this, Rob? Can they keep going behind and coming back? I mean, they, I mean, it happens. This happened so many times this season. They have, they have with the big, season. they have with the big fellow up front, mate. If he if he stays fit. Anything's possible. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many you go down then. Yeah, go down two or three anything's goals. possible because <laughs> it just gives them a whole different option. I mean, their football doesn't have to be that great. They have to work the ball to 25 yards out from goal and cross it in the box. 
You do that enough times, the big lads are going to be there. There'll be days when that doesn't work. Yeah, and then we're going to need the football. Then you need the football. It's just whether that that will. Yeah, that, that that's so that that's into gear again. Yeah. Yeah, because there will be times that that that, that crossing football, mm. the other days when the teams head the ball away and, it, yeah, and they might not score. Off, don't get in. Yeah, something different. Listen, there, man. All right. I think I'd rather be in their spot with with all, with all those yeah. options than, than yeah. some of the others, mate. <laughs> uh, you know, Chelsea would be desperate for a centre forward who can you know lead the line and get them a few goals. You know, City certainly got that uh, in abundance, mate. Mm. They still. I, I know you just said, but for you, favourites to win it. Still. No, they, they won't be favourites for me because of the defender no. side of it. We, I, yeah. I, there's been too many seasons. I mean, it might be different because they got even more yeah. gold yeah, power. But I still yeah. think that good teams will find ways to, and they're possessed the ball. Because yeah. when teams possess the ball against Man City, City are like in a, in a, a whole different like what way? What's mm. going on here? What's this? Yeah, like we, team we don't, yeah. and they're they're a bit dishevelled. Mm. I mean, if, unless they can they can find settled back four and players come back from injury and they can be super strong and secure, they'll win it. No question, but I, I don't see it right now. Conceded yeah. three against Newcastle, one one against Villa. You know, they've conceded a few. I know they've blown out people, of yeah. course, Forrest and a few others. But until well, they wasn't the, you know that's, wasn't that's their best back four there was it? If you think Stones, uh, Akanji, Ake, and Kinsella. I mean, they're missing they're missing defense. Yeah, yeah. Diaz. But they all come back and they all come back and, yeah. and uh, I, I I think the big lad puts them ahead for me. Just okay. what he can do. Um, I think just gives them the edge that yeah. um, they did now. But listen, we'll see, mate. Long way to go in this competition. Mm. And mm. you say, didn't play brilliant today, but got the best players on the pitch when they mattered, got the, the right service into the right people and, and, and got the sequence. Just interesting at the end, did you see the picture with um, Pep and the, the ref? He ended up getting yeah. a yellow card. And yeah. no, I don't really, I didn't have a clue what that was or about, or just. Is that Pep's frustration? Sometimes we know it comes out in different ways. Sometimes he'll have a little go with the reporters or he'll have a little go with the officials or the opposition. Sometimes he'll, he'll you know, criticise the way they played or something. Yeah, I think just the way he is, isn't it? he's super obsessed. He's, he's a bit mad, isn't he? He's a mad professor. I mean, remember the time, he's, was it Nathan Redmond after a game? Yeah, yeah, got Southampton, yeah. Southampton player. And talking was, to him. He just gets something in his head about something. He just got to watch his eyes. His eyes like get massive and he starts going off on one and he can't... You can't, you can't calm him down. That's just the way he is. And that's how yeah, Premier League is, Robert. We wouldn't change him, mate. That's uh, what he brings to the Premier League in the way he does. Uh, just a little recap of results for, from the last couple of days. Inter Milan got a, a good tuna win, tuna win away from home by Leverkusen. Leverkusen won tuna against Atletico Madrid. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt beat Marseille 1-0 in, in the group. That's... that's um, Spurs group, our Spurs group, isn't it? More saying, Frankfurt, yeah, yeah. And we, and that was, that, was, group, yeah. that was Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, no, that, was, yeah. that is Spurs group, yeah. And Wednesday, uh, I see Napoli, Napoli are flying, mate. Napoli are flying, yeah. Uh, Spalletti here, uh, 3 0 at the way at Glasgow Rangers. And the PSG was interesting, wasn't it? You know, yeah. when, you get, when you get all three of them all scored, three of them scored, didn't they? The first time, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you talk about best strikers and stuff like that, and Mbappe's, what about his mm. flipping, his, his step over? I mean, how quick yeah, is he yeah. on the, he's like Brazilian Ronaldo, quick on yeah. the step over, fine space, took his goal, and the Neymar scores. Messi finishes it off from that brilliant play from, yeah. so they, PSG, I mean, when you look at their front players, incredible. He's class. lively, isn't he? Neymar, in fact, Neymar, he's kicked on a bit, hasn't he, this season? He, I mean, it's an unbelievable ready for the World Cup, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Brilliant. It's a, it's a joy to watch those, those yeah. front three players again. You know, let's see if they can get something sorted defensively yeah. behind that. 
Um, just I know there are a couple of other like notables. Lewandowski wasn't it against his former club? Yeah, Bayern Munich I... missed some chances. Bayern win two nil. Two nil. Yeah. Uh, Leroy Sane, a member, was, was mm. one of the goal scorers. Um, brilliant, brilliant player, I think. So that that was you know again Bayern's power against Barcelona was evident. Um, Juventus was the other story, Rob. I thought losing to the home to um, ben, Benfica two one. Yeah. Yeah, you know Allegri under pressure mm, at that football club. Pressure, so yeah. yeah, there's always stories in this competition. Of course, we can't mm. get a bit, we can't be totally across all the games, but it's good to see the highlights, the goals, and certain players in in form. And uh, I I did enjoy the PSG. You know, I know it's only Maccabi Haifa, but wow, those front three players are pretty special. Yeah, and. Um... Yeah, time to wrap it up, mate. Yeah. It was a week where I don't think any of the, the, the English play teams played to their best, but only one defeat for Spurs and, and City and, and Liverpool getting narrow victories. We'll be back on September the 18th. We're going to recap match round eight of the Premier League, look back at all those games. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.